Welcome back, guys. It is time for Super Fan Sports. I know we took a bit of a hiatus. Donovan was getting circumcised. It was a whole thing. Yeah, um, sometimes you got to do it twice in a lifetime. It's it, interesting. It, it, it does happen. You've been circumcised. You know, this isn't the podcast. <laughs> for, this isn't the, uh, but welcome back, guys. We did take a small break, but we are back. We're here to give you guys clips. We're here to give you guys better content, better segments. We're trying to take this podcast to the next level. Donovan, you are super excited, aren't you? Oh, I'm I'm hyped for yeah. this. I love it. Now that it. you've dropped out of college, you're like, ah, this is all I have this left. Is, this is all I have left in my yeah. life. I'm dedicating to this. You didn't, though. No. Um, you're going <laughs> to eventually graduate one day. Fingers um, crossed. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we do have some new segments, but we're going to start with a classic, the news. You know, yeah, you have to cover have to what's cover been going news. on in the sports and, uh, world. And nothing's been more exciting since our hiatus. Not the Super League, not the NFL draft. Horses. Horses are the number one thing on my mind, Donovan. No, horses are exciting. Uh, we fortunately live near a town that does a yearly rodeo, so we are very intimately concerned yeah. with what the horse and news is. here's what I can tell you. Horses do drugs now. Oh, I've seen them snort cocaine. Yeah, it's they, they're, they're heroin addicts, and it's becoming an <laughs> epidemic. I, I really I, I really do think it's going to become a big problem in the future. No, um, so what we're talking about is the win of the Kentucky Derby. Um, Medina Spirit uh, failed a drug test right after uh, winning the Kentucky Derby, so it's become the third horse, I think, in the last 147 years this race has gone on, Yeah, that has been stripped of the winning purse and stripped of the title of being Kentucky Derby champion. Yeah, and they're all the same guy's horses, right? Bob Bob Batterford yeah, or whatever the fuck uh, his name is? Yeah, so Bob Batterford, uh, this is his, Bob fifth, Manford. Bob, this is oh, his yeah. fifth horse in just over a year. That has tested positive for PEDs. That's now. what's up. So this guy's getting suspended. Do you think horses should be allowed to do drugs? I mean, it depends on what they are. Why not? Like it'd be hilarious. It's a, it's well the the drug that they're doing is um it's a supplement that goes into the joints to help mm. for with swelling to help with pain. So ideally they could run longer without feeling any fatigue in their joints. But the drawback is is it breaks down the cartilage quicker over their lifetime. And they don't they don't basically live as long as so you put it, them down. Does it like make for better glue? I don't that's all I don't <laughs> care. I, look, man, they're horses. We don't eat their meat. We literally use them for sport. They're they're nothing animals now. Bring it, PETA. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh it's become a big enough issue where Congress actually passed a bill on this now. Oh shit. Yeah, uh the US Congress passed the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, which essentially it's supposed to go into effect July of next year, so twenty twenty two. And it basically is going to treat the horses under the same regulations as Olympic athletes. So it's going to be the Federal Trade Commission is going to be writing the rules and regulations. And then the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency is going to be enforcing all of it from here on out. Who do you think is to blame? Is it the trainers? Is it the owner? Or is it the horse? Do you think the horse should take better action and care of its body? Know what it's? I think this is more of a Julian Edelman <laughs> situation a few years ago where he's like, I didn't know I was taking these PEDs. They gave me a list. This is a list of the PEDs I thought I was allowed to take. I think that's what the horse was going through. It could be, or it's this Hall of Fame trainer just deciding, you know what? I'm already inducted. I've already got a bunch of horses to win races. Yeah. Screw it. Let's just risk it all from here on He's, out. He is like the Michael Jordan of, of like horse racing, though, from what I've been told. Yeah, he, he really is. He's gotten yeah. uh, multiple champions, multiple Kentucky Derby winners. Yeah. Uh, this guy is inducted in the hall of fame for a reason he's known as like a horse whisperer good good for him man and i i uh i hope his horse really doesn't get shot i heard they were gonna kill it just i yeah that, <laughs> he, that would be really disappointing you know don yes. it wasn't this windy before the podcast it started. wasn't and then god was like they're starting a shitty sports podcast 
bring it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever. We're going to move on to the next bit of news. It is time to talk about Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave the Packers again. Is this three, four, I'm five sick of times? It. I'm it's sick so of it. annoying. Now, before we did start this, uh, there was some news that said the Packers uh, significantly uh, offered Aaron Rodgers a lot more money to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers does. I think that's the best way to keep him there, to be like, hey, we'll just pay you $43 million for the next two years. It was really disappointing for Rodgers. Like, I could see his perspective where all he's been doing is trying to go win a championship, and they just, beyond Devontae Adams, have not been giving him significant weapons for him to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like yeah, last year's draft. What are we gonna do? Let's go get a replacement quarterback instead yeah, of a weapon Jordan for our Love possible was, Hall of Famer. I think that's that was really the straw that broke the camel's back. It, it's been really tough. Aaron Rodgers just had an MVP caliber season. He's a great player. Uh, I and I they don't get him weapons as receivers. Look, that's the one thing he asks. We're for. gonna talk more about Green Bay later on in the show. Um, but what I will say here is Aaron Rodgers. I understand why you're unhappy, but Aaron Rodgers is also kind of a dick. He like doesn't he is talk a diva. to his family. He's a diva. Uh, there's a theory going around that he might be homosexual. That's I didn't start that. Your father <laughs> did. I'm just here to report. Oh the my news. goodness, my he's one of my has, sources. My dad has this crazy conspiracy theory that Aaron Rodgers is like a closet homosexual just because. When he gets upset, he sucks his teeth in a little bit, and he apparently, according to my dad, looks like Freddie Mercury when he does it. So my dad is like, "That's tying it. The t- that's it. That's the entire reason." Huh? It's like 2016. My dad saw him lose one game, and just him go, and my dad goes, "That's a fetter. That's a Freddie Mercury face." This is what's going, on. and he's been promoting this idea to everyone we talk yeah, to. Yeah, dude, for he years. talks about it nonstop, and I'm, I'm bought in. I see. I've seen the signs where I'm like, "Oh, he's dating all these super hot models to like." To like throw people off the trail. Well, he never that gets he's married. Never settles until exactly. this until this last one. And Shailene Woodley's closer to a man than a woman, so it's like a whole. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love <laughs> Shailene Woodley. <laughs> this got off the trail. Yeah, I'm real sorry. Quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but no, they needed to get Aaron Rodgers like a real weapon. They really did. Like, he really needed a true number two, like a guy like Tim Tebow, oh, a, a real number two weapon. Um, Someone that Urban Meyer would approve. Of. Yeah, you know, Aaron, uh, Urban Meyer's word uh, for players is, is really historic guys like uh aaron hernandez or dwayne haskins guys that he would really you, you really know, want in your yeah. locker room at all times around children urban meyer just signed tim tebow to a t- contract with the jaguars as a tight end um look i don't want to get into the easy sound bite that everyone's using of how did tim tebow get a job and colin kaepernick not your guess is as good as mine. Well, I mean, it helps when you have a coach who coached you in college suddenly becoming an NFL coach. Exactly. It's, you know, you br- I thought they were going to bring him as, like, a coach. Like yeah, a, like a quarterback's coach. No, or not a quarterback's <laughs> coach. But, like, like, a, like maybe, like, an athletics coach, like a, like a trainer or yeah, something. Yeah, that would make sense. That's something Tim Tebow's always been is, like, he's great to look at, you yeah. know? Um, the dude's, definitely the don't dude's want in him. shape, yeah. How are you going to have Tim Tebow coach like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is already a better quarterback than Tim Well, no, that, that's one of the ideas going on right now is they're bringing him as tight end, and there's not too many tight ends that are exciting on the Jaguars right now. They don't really have any big names yeah, in that position. It's, it's tough. But, I mean, they got Eifert. Yeah, they got yeah. Eifert, but that's kind of it. So yeah. they, the idea is that they're bringing him in not only to maybe play. He's 33. Who knows how much he has left in the tank. Yeah. But in the terms of being a guy that could – not help quarterback coach, but help Trevor Lawrence kind of get through a lot of the fame yeah, get, and get through get the national the next, spotlight. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's going to have a spotlight on him, but he's also going to be very protected. He's in Jacksonville. There's not a lot of reporters in Jacksonville. That's true. The guy it's who's going to have smaller like, market. people on his back is like, uh, is like, uh, 
um, a guy like uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is going to get a ton of like media scrutiny and a bunch of stuff well, on he's it. He's getting thrown into the Lions really, really tough. New York, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But so we'll see what goes on with Tebow here. Um, a lot of speculation on what he can do, but it's a one-year contract, so Absolutely, not yeah. too worried. It's going to be really tough. Uh, the next bit of news we're going to get into is DK Metcalf running for the Olympics. Holy shit, I thought I was watching a horse race because this guy was just blasted. I th- he, he came out the gate strong. He, he ran, did, He yeah. ran, what, the 100 meters? It was the 100-meter dash. Yeah. Um, there's two different time trials for the Olympic prelims right mm-hmm. now. Uh, he did the first one. He finished ninth, which was the last in that first prelim. Yeah, it was last place. Yeah, he ended up 15 out of 17 runners. Yeah. But, no, he still had a 10.37 time, I think it was. Yeah, 10.3 yeah. seconds on a 100-meter dash. I saw a lot of haters on the internet were like, dude, he came in last place. Can so, you do that? <laughs> not even like, can you do that? Can, it's so impressive. Do I think Tyree Kill could maybe do like a forty meter dash faster? I don't know. I don't know how they do Olympics. I don't watch that stupid thing. Um, <laughs> but no, it yeah. was impressive to see him run this. Um, apparently, he hasn't competed in a sprint race like this since before high school. So he's going in on just yeah a few months of training. Not even months. I think it was like two weeks of training. Yeah, and just going in he, and running. He's just one of those transcendent athletes. I think he's like. I'm not a huge DK guy. I don't think you are either, but like I can I can say this guy's like really impressive. His athletic frame is just awesome no, and it uh, is. I really think he's only going to get better and better and I really do hope he becomes out of this like Des Bryant guy that people keep like yeah, they keep trying him. to push him I think he that. could be a lot more Julio than Des Bryant, but I can we'll see what happens with him. No, and I I'm even more impressed with this run because according to the BBC, the average Olympic sprinter ranges from 154 to 207 pounds. 207 mm-hmm. is the high end. That's Usain Bolt. That's the biggest runner yeah. to ever go and win. Metcalf is 235. He's an wow. extra 30 pounds over the heaviest guy who runs in the Olympics. Wow. And he was able to keep up. That's crazy. That's yeah, super impressive. One tenth of a second off super being able impressive. to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. Good job, DK Metcalf. Last bit of news we're going to talk about is the Raiders have just added a nightclub in their stadium, pretty much at the back of the stadium, the end zone. There's going to be a giant party in the field. I cannot wait to see Raider fans stab each other in the club just like they used to do in Oakland. Someone's going to jump off of the – like jump into the – yeah. Field, essentially like I could almost guarantee it's, in the next two years someone's gonna get too drunk and they're jump gonna jump the it it's gonna be great like seeing guys like like seeing the Raiders getting blown out and the people in the club like just like dead or when they're winning super hot and guys like striking out trying to hit on girls in the nightclub it's <laughs> a fantastic idea so fantastic I would love if like they just put two reporters in the club undercover to interview the people in the club after the game like during the game well, the be like, how do, they'll be like, uh, you, you gave a girl four shots tonight, and uh, you know you didn't end <laughs> up with the W tonight. And he's like, nah, man, I really put in all my effort. I, I gave all my good pickup lines, and uh, I still didn't even you just bring strike it home. out. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be eleven thousand square feet of club. So it looks like from the rendering photos the Raiders have come out with and everything, it's going to be three booths with yeah. full bottle service running, two live DJs. 42 different TVs are going to be set up throughout that entire little area. Yeah. And a 39-foot by 35-foot LED screen just to show the game. Oh, they're not even watching the game in They're that. not even going to be watching That's the game anymore. That's yeah, no, they're going to have, like, p- private back rooms, too, in there. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> uh, but good oh, for the Raider fans. I mean, they it's Vegas. Even, yeah. 
Shout out to Vegas. All right, guys, we are done with the news, and we are going to get into our very first segment back of Season 2. Guys, it is time for the good, the bad, and the confusing draft. Uh, we are going to go through three teams each. Of uh, We're going to rank the draft on some teams, like how we think they did in good, bad, and just plain out confusing. Mm-hmm. Don, I want you to start. Who is your good team that you, you think had a great draft, a good I, draft? I think um, out of the out of the way we divide this up, the best team I saw was the Jets, personally. The they Jets. Are, they are really trying hard to go under this idea that we're not the Jets of old. We're turning over a new lead. Yeah. They went and got their franchise. I don't think Zach Wilson was the number two quarterback. Me neither. We I both agree on yeah. that. I think we both agree. Like I think you had him at three. I had him at three. I had Justin Fields above him. I like I like Justin Fields a lot. I won't deny that. I had Zach Wilson at five. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But the, they're saying this is our guy. They've been linked for months. They went and got him, and then they picked up Elijah Vera Tucker right afterwards. Great, ta- great, they great. Traded kid. up and said this is. I hope they put be him at guard, not him. tackle. I hope so too. He he plays a lot better on the interior. Yeah. But that's where it is. And then they overall, they just filled a lot of holes. They weren't too many. Like This is why I'm considering the Jets as being a good draft. Because they it's didn't, nothing crazy. They didn't cluster bomb their organization. Exactly. They just Which went, is, this is a full, this is a hole, this is what we did. This, this is, is a good draft by the Jets. Yes. They said, we're going to go get you a receiver. We're going to go get you a guard. We're going to go get our quarterback we're gonna build a small you know good a good franchise and maybe we'll win some games next year who knows yeah they look uh, like they learned from the Darnold experience exactly I, I agree with you that that's a good draft I don't love their draft it was good though but yeah it's the good the bad and the, the confusing it wasn't confusing wasn't bad it was good great job Don I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bears probably my favorite yes. draft of the you know whole thing they were fantastic they moved up just like I said they would they didn't get the quarterback I thought they would but uh, Justin Fields is the kept, guy I kept saying all year. I'm like, he's dropping. This is our Deshaun Watson. This is the Deshaun Watson effect. I think Chicago just landed a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think they then said in the second round, let's go get a great tackle to protect our guy. Let's go get good players on the other side of the ball that are going to add depth to where we need it. I don't think they found a lot of starters in later rounds. That's no, okay. And they don't need it. They, they don't need need it. They got some holes. They figured it out. They don't even have to start Justin Fields. They can say, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, you guys go play. And maybe at the end of the year, throw in Justin Fields. Or if Justin Fields is ready, run him week one. I think he'll be ready. I would love to see him sit because that's just prime example of like how to see a quarterback succeed. Yeah, but, you know, we'll when see they what take happens. a year or two, most of the time they develop better that way. And you have two veteran QBs, very different play styles, to mentor him. Absolutely. I think this is the best situation he could go for a mentorship role here. Yeah. Um, the next team I want to talk about, I'll go with the good again. Um, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. This was my good team. Yep. Um, I think they had a fantastic draft, probably my second favorite team that drafted well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cleveland Browns added a really good corner. I like Newsom. I just don't think his, his, his uh, athletic frame's all there, but he is very, very good in coverage. Um, I think he'll slot right in. He'll be okay. He will get burned early in the season. Yeah, a lot of think, young corners need that learning curve. I think at the end of the year or maybe next year, he will emerge as a, a good corner. I don't think he's a great corner. I don't think he'll ever develop as a top-tier corner, but I think he's a good corner that you could just sit there and be like, you know, he won't, he'll get burned like only 40% of the he's time. He's the guy you want 90. covering a number two or number three yes. on the field, and he'll be effective. Yeah, he'll, that he, that's all they need right and now. And that's what scares me because yeah. I'm in this division, so that's it, all it's worrisome. Um, on top of that, they added a really, really good linebacker, Jeremiah Woso, uh from Notre Dame. He was a yes. first-round grade, but because he had a heart complication uh, that came up, uh, he fell. Um, 
The heart complication doesn't really scare me. Doctors cleared him. I think he's going to enter that defense, start immediately, and start rocking people. I see this guy entering and being a Darius Leonard-esque smack you in the face type of line. No, he has a strong motor on the field. Yes. Like he has he plays with aggression yeah. that this I think team his, needs. His on coverage defense. isn't there all the time, but they have guys on the other side of the ball that can fill sl- slots for them. Yeah, uh, he, he needs a little refinement, but you have enough depth at yeah. that position around him where it's okay you have guys who will take him under their wing, yeah. I think, in a big way. I think that's what they did in the draft that they added importance immediately and mm-hmm. that was really, really impressive to me. Yeah, no, that's it, it was Again, turning over that new – it's not the Browns of the last few yeah. seasons. Like, we're just taking shots on guys. Like, they, sure. they address needs. Um, my biggest threat, like, my number two for the uh, good is the Chargers. I think this was a smart draft for them. They went and got the best offensive tackle that's on the board to go protect Herbert. Yeah. I think – like, yeah, it's like – Slater was my season, number one tackle. Set him. Yeah. He, he, I think he's the best tackle in this draft. He, yes, I think so. I think he's fantastic. Not to say Penny Swell. I think Penny Swell can become – a Hall of Fame tackle, but I think right now raw talent day one starting Slater to Slater me is, is the boy. Um, and on top of that, what they did in the draft, they went and got one of my favorite corners in the draft. Yes, I thought they Samuel Junior. They Samuel Junior is ready to go. Yeah. He could be a possible starter day one. They have a they have a really crowded secondary already. Mm-hmm. It, it, he is going to get playing time. I think playing time is huge for a corner, not to just sit behind. You have to see the speed of the game. I think that's how corners develop into being a dominant. Yes. But, you know, we'll see what happens. No, he has the ability to compete for that day one startership for with sure, these for guys, sure. even though they do have a lot of depth. Um, they. My only thing is I would have gotten a safety a little bit sooner than the seventh round for them. Yeah. That is a gap that they have. Well, but they're hoping Derwin James comes back. Yeah, if Derwin flop. James comes back, you're fine. But – you know, will he be the Derwin James of his rookie year? We'll see, because NFL fell in love with Derwin James the second he stepped on the field. Oh, I think Madden had an entire gear set around him Yeah, like like, going into last season. Yeah, it's crazy. I mm, Good for them. Um, my last good team I'm going to talk about is the Carolina Panthers. All right. I think they had one of the sneaky great drafts. I've been kind of like gushing about the Panthers <laughs> uh, a lot because I am a Sam Darnold guy. I am. Yes. Um, Here's what I will say about the Panthers. J.C. Horn, I don't love him. I don't love him. I think he'll be okay. I think he's kind of that newsome guy where he will – he'll be a corner. I Do I think he'll be there for 10 years? No, I don't. Mm. I think in about four years he might be gone off the team. But I think he, he can develop into a really good corner. He's very athletic. and uh, he, he has just, a good profile. Yeah, too. he has really good um, potential is, mm-hmm. is like the word to use. The rest of their draft was really, really impressive. Um Adding Marshall from LSU, fantastic wide receiver. I love him. I love his route running. I think he's a guy that comes into the league immediately and is threatening. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They also added Tommy Tremble, a tight end for Darnold to throw to, a tackle from BYU to throw him in. He will be an immediate starter. These are guys that I think are going to impact the team immediately. Young guys, good guys with high upside. That's the kind of draft I'm always looking for. No, and that's especially what the Panthers need right now. because yes. they needed, they filled a lot of holes because yeah. they were fine on wide receiver. They're great at running back. They're I, solid. I would have liked a little bit more depth at linebacker for them, mm-hmm. maybe a safety, but they're going to run what they want to run out there uh their defense was efficient they're just trying to I think get Darnold comfortable again correct that's what it felt like a lot of this has been and you know they're gonna give uh Darnold this year Tommy Tremble can easily walk into this room and say I'm gonna be the number one tight end on this team uh Marshall immediately slots into the number three receiving role which is perfect for him he, yes. I think he's a high upside he can be a number two yeah 
Um, I think so. I don't know about on this team yes. yet, but he can definitely, especially with what they do with Curtis Samuels, Correct. the gadget guy, he'll be the number they three. They also added Chubba Hubbard, a running back who was very prolific in, high, in college in his early days last year. He had a little bit of problems. But uh, him behind Christian McCaffrey, if Christian McCaffrey goes down, this is a guy that you have to keep on your the back of your mind of like, hey, fantasy football boys. Have fun. Yeah, this you is know? a guy you should watch out for. Yeah. I love it. Uh, my th- number three is going to be the Vikings. Now, Ooh, fun fact. I don't love the Vikings draft. I, I enjoyed it for this reason. So, under Mike Zimmer, mm-hmm. the Vikings have never had two years in a row without making playoffs. Okay. And I felt like this draft was kind of geared towards that in a way. Because you got Darasaw. Who, yeah, Darshaw, who's the best offensive tackle on the board when they got to him. Correct. Yeah, I think he's a great talent, third best overall offensive tackle, in my opinion, that was in this draft. Um, and that's after they traded down and got two third-round picks. Yeah. So I think that's very smart drafting. They took a chance and I like it worked that out really well. I like that draft, correct. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. It's what they did with the picks is what I was I was okay with. with that because, well, they went and got a new guard, Davis, mm-hmm. who I think could start pretty Wyatt quickly. Davis from Ohio State. Yes. Great guard. I like him Solid a lot. guard. His grandfather was actually on the Packers back in the day and is See? a Hall of Famer. In the blood. He comes from bloodline. His dad's an actor who played a football player in a movie, too. Yeah. So it comes from the bloodline of a football family. He has a shot of being a day one guard. If not, take him for uh, under the wing for a season. You could definitely yeah, you develop, develop him really well. And then they got Kellen Mond. Which I'm okay with. I'm I like okay Kellen with because he's definitely a developmental guy. I think he's a high. Uh, you got to develop him for a while. I. But that's I, here's okay the problem. With I think there. with Cousins, there's going to be a few points in the season where they're like throw in Kellen Mond. They're sick of Cousins in Minnesota. Already. But I'm hoping the Kellen Mond pick I think will light a fire under Cousins because he needs that. He's like, it felt a little bit towards last season. He started just going through the routine the a little bit. Yeah. He wasn't as fired up Very to get easy there. To do that. I think with this team now, like, hey, we have to make this playoff push. We got a guy ready to take your starting spot next season if you don't perform. Absolutely. That's going to get this team back into a playoff run. For sure. Um, Let's get into the bad. These are the teams that we think had a very bad draft, bad bad drafts. Yes. For me, I got to start off with Green Bay. I don't think they had a terrible draft. I just think there's a time and place to do things. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this is a collective of, hey, Green Bay, what have you been doing for 10 years in one beautiful draft? Yes. They're going to go get a corner, Eric Stokes, who isn't terrible. No, Stokes is a good corner. He was the eighth corner on my board. Yeah, he's, there he's was going to be serviceable. Still got, he is the number one corner in the draft on post routes and streaks. Mm-hmm. He's also the fastest corner in the draft. That's what he excels at. They did lose. Remember the halftime game uh, in, in the NFC Championship? Scotty Miller just ran straight. and Yeah, they, they, they got him specifically because that was that. a gap on their yes. defense. Um, and he will plug that in. Uh, his percentage of coverage on any in-breaking route or double-move double, double move routes is 53% God. negativity, is, which means like every he gets beat constantly on the double It's route. basically every other route he gets yes. beat on whenever yes. it cuts inside. Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, so whenever his speed isn't purely like leading him on to covering someone, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> on top of that, they don't add anyone like huge. Um, I did like the Amari Rogers receiver uh, coming out of Clemson. I thought he was a sneaky guy. I think he has a lot of upside to me. I think he's a guy that can 
go to Green Bay and immediately be the number two over Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Um, I think he over really... Lazard because I think Lazard's more the number two. No, Marcus Valdez-Scantling definitely like took the reins. I know we both are Lazard guys, yeah. But I think Amari Rodgers is better than Lazard. Okay, I'm good with that. I think he's immediately great. Um, but the rest of it is just. A bunch of just dudes. Myers is okay. They're, they're just typical Packers develop bench guys like, that don't be ever a big become name something. in three, four years. Maybe if maybe though, but I don't. I don't see it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. I, but when you got a quarterback who's wanting out before you're nearly traded him to San Francisco before the draft, exactly. You need to cater to that. Or he's go, your franchise go guy. Make just in the first round, just say we're going to take Terrence Marshall. In the second round, just say we're going to take Tommy Tremble. Just just go get guys that have the names to be like, hey, we tried to get Aaron Rodgers guys. Instead, it looks like you're trying to do a soft rebuild for oh, Jordan Love. Yeah, it, this is what it feels like yeah. a bit. It's like, hey, we're getting developmental guys because we're bad. not going to win for the next few seasons until Love is ready. It's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. It definitely uh, feels that Don, way. Don, what is yours? Mine um, is the Rams. Okay, but th- here's the reason why yes. I didn't use the Rams or the Seahawks. And I used them both. <laughs> okay. Because I understand they had limited picks. They had no picks. Yeah, they are both. They had three I picks. Think, yeah, but it's just what they did with them. Well, Rams had more than three picks. Rams yeah. had a lot of picks. Rams had a couple in the later rounds. Seahawks yeah. only had three for this yeah. entire draft. But the Rams well, just. Let, let, let's do both of those teams right now then. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do them back to back. So the Rams, it feels like they just got caught looking at this is great player value mm-hmm. rather than what do we need to address on our team. And I liked that about their draft. Really? I think Tutu Atwell is a blazing receiver who they do not need at all. They don't need him because they just got Deshaun Jackson, which I understand has injury concerns. But if you're going to go sign a vet, and Atwell looked like he was being projected for the fifth and sixth rounds in every single He was draft. definitely going to be a fifth rounder. but And you reached him in the second. Yeah, it was huge. It, it, it was, it it was definitely like, a, uh, all right. He is going to play. I think Tutu Atwell next year we're going to be like, oh, that guy's got some flashes to him. And Cooper Cup is injury prone. Yes, he you is. Know? So having that big playability will terrible. help. I don't I just didn't like the decision whatsoever because it felt like a reach. It felt yeah. like you didn't need to take him there. Yeah. Ernest Jones and Jacob Harris in the latest round, solid value. Yeah. But why did you get an extra corner in the fourth round when you have one of the best corner? Like you have the best yeah. corner tandem in the league, and, and they're really good at developing corners. Maybe they found something that they liked. And, and they, I don't hate the Rams draft. I, I just it, it, it felt like they're getting a lot of repetitive guys, yeah. just because oh they're great ranked, yeah. But they didn't look at hey I, we got a bunch of starters already. I wanted it just them felt like to go the, get a pass rusher in the first in the in the yeah. second round. I wanted them to go get Carlos uh, Bresham Jr. He's a really good pass rusher out of Wake Forest. Uh, Buffalo Bills ended up getting him, mm-hmm. um, who I think had a sneaky no, the great draft. Bills had a solid um, one. But, it just uh, felt like they were getting a lot of yeah. double like duplicates. Yeah, and that's but why it just fine. felt weird to me. I, it just the Rams are at a like point where smart. they think that they're going to be able to compete next year. I would have loved a running back from them that mm-hmm. wasn't the one that they selected. Um, but yeah, Don. That's what fell into. And then the Seahawks, yeah. three picks in this draft. I feel like they whiffed on two out of the three. I agree. I think yes. that's this what is, I'm counting this I don't is have bad. them in here because I felt like it was too much of a cheap shot. They only had three picks. They are bad. Yes, this was a bad, bad draft for this, what they had. I might make the Seahawks in this upcoming year one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I mean... They, they might be a five-win team for me. I can see that. Like Dwayne Eric's side, like the uh, receiver they picked up, versatile could definitely take over the rec- uh, the returning role from Lockett. Hey. Wicked fast, great at gadget Guess what plays. they don't need? They don't need it because they already have Lockett. They, it's like 
they have other guys too that they're okay with and they yeah, don't hate. They didn't need this pick whatsoever. Forsyth in the sixth round, I feel I, I actually am high on Forsyth a little bit in the sixth. I think there's a lot of value there. I yeah. think he was underrated um, coming out of college. I think he would have been a fifth rounder, maybe late, late fourth. But I like him as a tackle. Not terrible. I think I think if you give him a year or two, he could definitely be their starting left tackle. If you give him I, a they year needed two an develop. offensive line, I would have liked that in the first round, but I mean, or they, that second round pick. Yeah, I would have liked it more, whatever. but otherwise, they're just lackluster, and it just felt like what Super do we impressive. just shoot? At, what, yeah, what do we just shoot at right now? No, it's, it's it just felt gross. It's it is gross. It's yeah. nasty. Yeah, they they had a terrible draft. I'll, I'll go into my next team. I think New Orleans Saints had the worst draft in the league. I think just that yeah. that simple. I think they overdrafted every position. Mm-hmm. I think every pick. Um, made me go, why? Not even in a confusing way, because that's what we're going to do next, the confusing. This was more of like a, all right, that's a hole that needed to be filled, but there were other guys on the board that could fill that hole. Yeah, it's or, like, why are you in the first round picking up a third-round player? That's, exactly. If that's your guy, get him in the second. You could wait. Exactly. And it, it was just, or trade back. It just felt like they were like, they got in their own head a little too much, and they're like, we're just going to go draft a quarterback, Ian Book, who's had, I mean, success at Notre Dame, but, like, everyone that has eyes can tell you he's not a pro quarterback. No, he's not yes. going to be. He's too rough. Yeah, and now, I mean, Sean Payton immediately goes like, yeah, he's going to be competing too. Like, what the fuck? You already got two guys competing for that starting role. Yeah. Let's just add a third. Yeah. It's like you don't you don't have a true starter, and you're just going to go complicate it more. It's, it's so confusing. Their whole draft was just like, I don't know what you're doing. These are all players that don't match with their scheme too like they'll they run a 4-3 they draft a defensive end who's out of a uh, a 3-4 technique it's it makes no goddamn sense no it really the unless they're going to overhaul this team yeah. from scratch this season yeah. which not a bad year to do it i mean they think they're still competitive i don't i don't know i don't think um, so don who's your last bad team the last bad team i think is the cardinals yeah like i love Zayvon collins okay i disagree wholeheartedly i almost really put this team in my good Really, I, I like Zayvon Collins. I love him as a player. Not needed for this team. Okay, they already they did the same thing with Simmons last year. They literally they've um, they've announced Cliff Kingsbury announced uh, Zayvon Collins will be playing this season. Yes. So that means they're going to bump out Jordan Hicks. Yes, Jordan, Jordan Hicks will not be on the team. I don't think at all. Okay, but Jordan Hicks to me is he was the play caller for them on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, he was like, like he was they're, running the show. They're from ready that to end. get younger. Yeah, it, it feels like it. The tandem of Collins and and uh, the other Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is going to be deadly. It, it might be, be the best young linebacker, but it wasn't needed with their first overall pick because I think the Cardinals I, need to look to win right. The this Cardinals season. think that that move puts them in that win because they remember they added to their D line. They added JJ Watt. They they think their secondary is great. Um, they need second. I to thought me, they, they needed a corner. They needed a corner, and they need to me a corner or a big name wide receiver yeah. would have been great in the well, first they, round here. They did grab a big name receiver in the second round, and this is they a, got Rondell Moore, who I think is a fantastic. Remember, I gave you my top five wide receivers but list. He, I don't think he fits to the Cardinals because think about it, he is the exact same build and route runner as Andy Isabella and no, as not. Christian Kirk, who no. were both Christian Kirk is big. Christian Kirk's like six two. No, but I mean he he fills the same role. No. If you look at his route tree, it's just, it's very similar. Rondell Moore is Alvin Kamara more receiver than running back. Rondell Moore is can play running back. He can play receiver. He's going to be the most deadly slot receiver in the game. 
immediately. I'll see if that train because I, I now, did not see it much from him in that aspect. I get the best bailout ever because if he isn't, I blame it on Cliff Kingsbury because he's an incompetent asshole. There we go. And that's why I love picking the Cardinals for everything because <laughs> I hate Cliff Kingsbury. But that's that's why I think messed up this draft because literally Isabella and Kirk were yeah. both second-round picks, and you go and get another guy. In my mind, it looks like the same yeah. player profile as, again, as a second-round pick. Now, when, I see, just not when I see Rondell Moore, I see a new type of player, yeah. like a Christian McCaffrey. Well, he also only played eight games in Last. two seasons. Yeah, but the year before that, he it was he was he was a true freshman. He was the number three receiver out of college. And yes. you know what he said he was going to go. He went to Purdue. Yeah, and he balled out at Purdue. No, he over if, those eight games he played great, yes. but the injury concern yes. is big there. He, he does, and it just didn't fit. They he also does. got uh, Marco Wilson as corner, mm-hmm. but he tore his ACL in high school and then retore it again in college. I know, I know. It's Double just, ACLs is a bad, is bad, it, is bad. Luck. Especially once you tear it once, you're more likely to tear yeah. it again. It just felt like a lot of weird guys that didn't. You, it felt like the similar thing to what the Rams did. Is just you already have a player in that position. If you're looking to win this season, why are you getting a copy of the guy in front of him? No, for sure. I mean, they, they, I could probably say that the Arizona Cardinals have the best receiving core in the league. Yes, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella. That's a stacked receiver a, room. They didn't need Rondell. They Moore, didn't need him. But I'm happy they have him. It just it scratched my head. For I think why he's going to play more running back. Overall. I really do. Really, I think he's going to be this Edmonds esque guy. Okay, or like, like a Christian McCaffrey esque. Like guy. how they use Curtis Samuel a lot in uh, the correct. Yeah, in the Panthers, yeah. where it's goal line, give it to receiver, and let him try something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's going to be really, really exciting. If if it works out, it's great. Yeah. I'll have egg on my face, but I didn't like it. My last bad team I'm going to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, look, I'm going to go through fast for this one. They should have taken a tackle. Everyone and their mother could have seen that. Um, yeah. I don't really. I know they took a tackle in the second round. I don't think he was even the best tackle in the second round. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Oklahoma guy, the Johnson, that 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 the Bears got was yes. the best tackle uh, still on the board. I know mm-hmm. you really liked him. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. I think the Cincinnati Bengals whiffed on this year's draft. Anyone who drafts a kicker in the fifth round deserves to get roasted. That's just a goddamn <laughs> fact. Look, and I'm a That's guy. Amazing. I'm a guy who dra- who's a fan of a team who uh, drafted Blankenship last year. I love that guy with all my heart. No, Blankenship's great. He's, he doesn't even like football. He's the shit. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be on the field. He doesn't no. even want to be on the field. Just, but I love him. He's there to get a job done. Yeah. I love that guy. Uh, no, for sure. I think the uh, Cincinnati Bengals blew a hot diary in their pants. I'm iffy on the Bengals doing that just because it was their quarterback asking for Jamar Chase. For sure. Yeah. And, and you know what? That does give me some hope for, for Burrow where they're like, you know what? We're actually going to listen to our guy this time. But, like, hey, that's why they're he's players. Also, he's, he's also, also 23. He's like. also my age. Like, maybe I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know what's good for me, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I still eat a Hot Pocket at midnight. It's not the yeah. best choices for myself. Yeah, don't, don't listen to me. Um no, but listen to us. Uh, Superfan Sports out every week. Um, <laughs> the last uh, last category we're going to get into is the confusing. Dom, we're going to speed through this because this segment took a long time. Um, I'm just going to start with the Denver Broncos. They confused the hell out of me. I don't know why they went. Patrick Sertain, they drafted four DBs in the entire draft when they probably have the most stacked secondary next to the Ravens. They have the best safeties in the league, and they also drafted two really good safeties in this draft. I'm not saying it was a bad draft. I'm just saying I was very confused with their selection. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, like why go get extra secondary? Like Unless they're predicting like 
how what happened in their quarterback situation where all of them suddenly are out one game mm-hmm. and you got to throw in the rookies. Yeah. It didn't make any did. sense. Yeah. Uh, the big one that confused me was the Patriots. Um, mm. I'm iffy on their draft because they were super aggressive during free agency. Yeah, absolutely. They were, this is the guy we want, let's go. This is the guy we want, let's go. And it felt like they were really reserved and kind of scared when it came to the draft a little bit. Like, I understand if you want to get Mac Jones, if that's going to be your guy for Daniels, that's fine. I'm fine with Mac Jones. I would have traded up and been that aggressive Bears pick well, for Justin Fields. I would have done that and jumped just four spots. I like Matt Jones a lot. Talent. I think this is perfect for him. I think this is I'm iffy on literally that. perfect for him. Barmore and Perkins with the second and third round picks beefed up the D-line. I love Christian Barmore. He's a No, first. no, no. He beefed up the D-line. I'm not talking smack yeah. on Barmore. I love him. But they didn't get a receiver until the seventh round. Yeah, but I, yeah. And that's, you, need, you need that side. They didn't yeah. even bother drafting a corner. No. And that was a big hole they needed to fill. If, if Gilmore leaves. If Stephon Gilmore leaves. They still have guys there. They still do, but it to me this was the year to go get yeah. somebody I think they behind it. Safety more than corner. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't really touch secondary, yeah. and they didn't well, really touch the receivers, and yeah. those were big glaring needs. They, they, I mean, they think they got the guys to roll with it another year. They signed a couple guys in free agency. We'll they see did. what they do. It's just it scratched my yeah. head is where you come out aggressive no, and then you just sure. play more conservative, do yeah. what we do every year kind of draft. Uh, a team that confused the hell out of me was the Atlanta Falcons. I understand <laughs> you have to select pits. I completely understand, no, guys. I, I, I respect. He's a generational talent, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think it works. Here's why. You drop back. Just drop back in the draft. No one will get upset got. over that. You have so many holes that you need to select. Just go Just go get more players. Go get a full rebuild. You just need to announce rebuild. you're Sell doing that fourth overall pick. I guarantee you there was going to be one team with a quarterback needy that would have came up. The Bears would have gone after it. Someone knowing came knowing up. how they would have done that. Someone would have came up. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure they got offers. They just didn't get crazy offers like they expected. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the rest of their draft was just super disappointing. I know that they have a ton of holes. Um, they, It sounds like they just got a bunch of guys that Atlanta always gets. A bunch of guys with high potential, but like they didn't have the production. Yeah. And that's just exactly what the we're Falcons just hoping are. they develop to the ceiling. Yeah. And if they do, they'll be amazing yeah. generational talent. But, but they don't develop talent there, so it's no. like okay, it's just that's the Atlanta Falcons. High potential, but meh. Yeah, they could go time. put up a fifty burger on a game, or they only put up a field goal because yeah. no one else shows Hilarious. up for the team. And that's Hilarious. that's it's either high risk, high reward for the Falcons. My last confusing team is everyone's confusing team of the draft. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Leatherwood. Hilarious. Um, that was out, amazing. Shout out to Raider Eddie. I'm shouting you out right now. Having one of the best uh, videos I've ever seen. Hopefully we clip it in right now. It is hilarious. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it is just demoralizing what uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock keep doing to this franchise. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. They did kind of redeem themselves with the safety pick in the second round. Me and you both love that guy from TCU. Yes, he's Good a beast. Safety. The rest of their draft is typical like Raider guys who are just like high character guys who didn't do anything in college mm-hmm. and they're like well developing them into something it never really works max crosby kind of worked but a like, little bit like more like uh, tcu we both like i was hoping the ravens would pick him yeah, up I personally know. i love him as a safety they he will be a great starter for the Raiders. i think immediately i think he's a really good starter and no i think leatherwood's good too yeah, i think no. he's a second rounder i but he was a late second rounder at best to me they just had two second rounders like they could have done that with two second rounders yes instead of using a first but you know We'll it's see. the Raiders, the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, my t- confusing team is the Titans. I, getting Caleb Farley in the first round. He's a good corner. I like his size. I yeah. like his speed. And I, But they had a lot more holes to fill. 
Like I get like they got rid of Malcolm Butler, they got rid of Adoree Jackson, but we're gonna go get a really big injury risk guy here. Yeah. Which, okay, Titans history, they do have a history with doing this. They did it with uh, they did it with Corey Davis they did it with, with an ankle Jackson. injury, yeah. and then they did it again. Um, I'm trying to look at my notes really quickly uh, with Jeffrey Simmons in 2019 after his yeah. ACL tear right before the draft, mm-hmm. and they've both worked out fine. Sure. They, they're not excel amazing. They're good. They're good guy, starters. But they're, they're, I like they're starters. They're and they solid draft picks. Yeah, exactly. So I understand what they're doing, but pushing for three times under this one GM feels a lot. Yeah. And especially when they got rid of their wide receiver, they got rid of the Corey Davis no longer on the team, and they got rid of uh, Jonu Smith. They needed offensive weapons, and they didn't really touch a wide receiver until the fourth round with Des Fitzpatrick. I didn't. Which, I don't like him a lot. No, he's a deep ball guy only, and he's not a fourth round pick. He was being projected as a late seventh round by yeah, NFL he's, he's like, insider. He's not a guy that I was impressed by at all. No, I will get to see him two times a year, so I'll let you know when that happens. It'll be maybe they think they does. have guys on the roster that are ready to step up in that number two role. And they didn't even touch tight end, so they're they going didn't. with Fisker as their starting tight end. Yeah, it's going to be really. Or maybe Tim Tebow gets cut and they go get him in their divisional rival tight end maybe it's but be yeah fantastic. it's just a mind-boggling like you had yeah. clear needs uh the other one is washington football team just because i think they're hilarious i loved the washington lo- football team's draft they just no. said fuck it we're going defense like are you a, are you a human specimen are you just a freak of nature yeah. you're Welcome on the team, the team. <laughs> that's all you're they drafted team now <laughs> yeah i love it i it's, love it this entire team is just freaks of nature in it's some even, kind of way i mean and it's, 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 it's like, confusing like it's very confusing but on that's how they're Ron Rivera, baby he it worked like, He's like, are you physically dominant? Welcome to the team. We're going to get to a Pro Bowl. (laughs) It's just what he does. Are you a linebacker that can tackle sometimes? Welcome to the team. No, Cosme's great, I think, um, with their uh, O-line pickup. He ranks second out of 1,119 offensive tackles in the athletics uh, ability score. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he scored a 9.99. The dude is a freak of nature, but... That's it. Like he needs a lot of refinement. Their first overall pick with Davis needs a lot of refinement, but he'll eventually get there. I like him. But out of the ten picks they had, they went linebacker, tackle, corner, two receivers, tight end, long snapper. Love it. And then two defensive ends. Dude, what is the one position that you would think that this team needs and they didn't touch? Running back. Quarterback. No. They are running with Fitz Magic. They're and not they just, just openly running with Fitz Magic. They also have another guy that they love. That Tyler Heineke. Taylor Heineke, Tyler Taylor. No, Taylor whatever. Taylor. Yeah. My apologies. I realize. Yeah. No, Heineke's good. And you got Kyle Allen as third, yeah. but I would have thought something there, something yeah. with a core. I'd take a late round flyer on. But one. the Washington football team it does doesn't not need do, to make sense. It doesn't do what what normal franchises. I. It's crazy how like in the span of one year, I went from I hated this franchise so much just because of their name and their owner that I wouldn't even play with them in Madden. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I would play against it. them. I would avoid them because of how like fucked up they are no snyder was a terrible yeah. human being he, he, he still, still is. is a terrible human being but he's i'm sold baby but i'm like, in ron rivera's like culture change step out of the way i'm, I'm running this team I'm and it works it. great and they i love it i'm i'm in they don't it confuses have... me because i don't understand their logic yeah, I, I but i don't them. know if they have it i i it's my favorite team to root for in the nfl now yes i don't even care if the colts win <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much fun watching these guys out there yeah all right guys we're gonna move on to game time So we're talking about Canelo Alvarez and then the Billy Joe Saunders fight. Correct. 
This was a good fight. I, I like this it. fight. I love this fight. Okay, okay, this is almost as good as Jake Paul fight. I thought this one was oh really... Oh, goodness. Mm. Don't, don't you dare compare it to that. <laughs> oh, we missed it. So, uh, look, Canelo Alvarez is the best boxer in boxing right now next to Logan Paul and Jake Paul. <laughs> he just is. Like, the stats Canelo's a great boxer, yes. He's the best boxer. He's unifying boxing. I thought Billy Joe Saunders was having a fantastic boxing match. Yes. I, he was winning rounds. Um... Here's the amazing thing about Canelo. I see him, I think I'm watching him get his ass whipped for a while. And I'm like, okay, maybe he won around here, maybe he won around here. And then there's always a flip that switches, or a, a switch that flips. Yeah. I said it the opposite way. Um, <laughs> and he becomes a better fighter. Yes. It's cr- crazy. Like, he just starts knocking motherfuckers out, and that's what he did. Something happened in, like, the seventh round where Canelo's like, all right, I figured you out. Yeah, he's like, oh, let me take this seriously yeah. now. I've given I've I've rested yeah. enough. I've given you time. How do you feel about the stoppage of the fight? I was okay with it. Okay, because Saunders act, um, afterwards came out and said he could not see out he of his right see. eye. Any, it anymore. was swollen shut. Yes, I don't blame him for calling it at that point. Yeah, because at that point you're risking a lot of damage. Canelo um, afterwards, not knowing what the injury was, said like I punched him and I thought I broke his cheekbone. Wow. And that is like and that's right next to the horrible saga. That could be a lot of damage. That's, I mean, yeah. I I understand why they called the fight in that case because yeah. you're risking not just your career but lifelong injury if you continue at that so point. So you didn't feel like the the SpongeBob meme like I'm pussy? Like you didn't feel <laughs> that there were a little bit. Yeah. Like I felt like if you kept pr- uh, pressing the coal plate down, you could have yeah. pushed for another round, but I'm not I'm not upset do at you, it. Do you want to see a rematch? I do want to see a I rematch. See a rematch here. Yeah, well. this is a good rematch. Look, Canelo is is one belt away from unifying boxing. Yeah, he needs the IBF super middleweight, and he gets all f- four and majors. The picture that did you see the picture of him wearing all the belts? Oh, it's so amazing, iconic. I think it's going to go down as one of the most. If he wins this next one to unify all boxing, it'll go down as one of the most impactful sports pictures ever. Yes, he is cementing himself as the best Mexican. Uh, athlete of all time, not just boxer. He is. He has a real chance of becoming a legend. No, and I think he already is in that conversation at the moment. Yeah, but, but if he does this, he's he's in that Mount Rushmore. He's in that. I wouldn't say Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali is like the guy for uh, in all sports. But I, I but put like him up a Tyson esque. Yeah, Tyson. A, I put him up near Foreman. Holyfield esque. A. A Mayweather esque guy, a without Pacquiao a doubt, esque guy. Yeah, with one of those like, guys is like he could in any generation compete. Compete, yeah. And this is going to be one of those guys. Yeah. Of the three cards going in, they had him at seventy eight, seventy four for two mm-hmm. of the cards, and seventy seven, seventy five before mm-hmm. the TKO. Yeah, fantastic fight. It, yeah, he he dominated on. Uh, yeah, he outlanded Saunders seventy three to sixty punches, landed fifty three percent of his yeah. power, and we're, that's what that's a scary part. And about we're Canelo. not boxing guys, no. But I enjoy watching his fight, but it was just yeah. all the technical work we don't always get too deep into, yeah. but just the fact that he was able to land 50% of power punches, which is a very high margin awesome, compared to though. most fighters. He, Like you said, that that switch hits, and he just immediately knows every little gap in your guard, and it yeah. works great. Um, so we're going to move on to our next segment. It's only one game time today, guys. We're going to move on to Beast of the Week. of the week all right guys don you start with our beast of the week you give me yours first my beast of the week is wade miley cincinnati reds pitcher 
for his no-hitter, nine strikeouts. Um, he had one on base, but that was more due to error than anything. That Is it really a no-hitter, though? If someone gets on base, it's a no-hitter. No, it, it's it's a no-hitter because it was no-hitter due to error. And if you, mm. if you watch the replay, literally the shortstop comes in, drops to a knee because he fumbles the grounder. Yeah. Picks it up and then makes an errant throw. Yeah. If you had any other decent, and that's their backup, uh, or I think it was second base. That's their backup in right mm. now. If they had their starter in, that's a clean play. So you it count would it no as hitter. a no hitter. I count it as a no hitter. I count it too then. Because there's no walks. Yeah. No beamed batters. If that play didn't happen, it would have been a perfect game. Yeah. If, if it wasn't correct. due to that one dropped ground. Correct. But it's not a perfect game. And perfect. No, games that's are what fantastic. I'm saying. No hitter. I give it to them. Only 20 balls were put yeah. into play. 15 were simple grounders. Four were, uh, according to Fangraphs, only four of them had a hit expectancy over 300. Fantastic. So Fantastic. only four would have been average. Yeah. Um, that's, that's an amazing game. My beast of the week is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, shout out to you for just continuously dominating. I'm not even a <laughs> Russell Westbrook guy. I'm not. No. But for Harden him guy. to pass up Oscar Robinson in all-time triple doubles at where he's at right now in his career. He has another seven years. He's going to... Uh, I think I, he five could, years. I'm gonna give him five okay. years. I think his body just can't hold up with what he's doing to it. Maybe it can. Who knows? No, I, I think he'll do the Vince Carter it's just, bounce around for a little bit afterwards. It's perfect that Russell Westbrook can get a triple double. Bat Bradley Beal can score fifty and they still lose. Like that's <laughs> just, awesome. That's just hero ball, and no, it, it works for I think Westbrook. It just, that that's what Westbrook's career is in a nutshell. Yes. triple doubles with no dubs. But you are still my beast of the week. You've been doing great. I don't like you. Here's your dub. Enjoy it. Put I it mean, on your you wall. still have to. Even if we don't like him, you have to respect. I have to respect the game. Yeah, you have to yeah. respect the phenomenal talent Saying and the dedication that to this. Derrick Henry will never be on Beast of the Week <laughs> as long as I live. Uh, next segment, new segment, Trash Man of the Week. Guys, we had to we had to dive into this. This is Trash Man of the Week. Is just someone who's just terrible. So he just playing. disappointed us. Yeah. Just did not show up this week. Trash Man. Yeah, my Trash Man of the Week is Luka Doncic. Solely. Ooh. On him nut tapping people, he's <laughs> he's he's just getting flagrant fouls all year. Yeah, he might get suspended. Who knows what happens? Luka Doncic nut tapping someone because they were boxing him out. Dick move, literally. I am starting to hate Luka Doncic. Really, it's starting to happen. Okay, he's kind of a prima donna, but he always buys me back. He always does something like where he flirts with the ref, and I'm like, ah, I'm back in, baby. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll you see that love hate relationship with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, that that tapping does need to stop. You yeah. like you saw the NBA turn against Draymond Green yeah. when he kept doing it to For people. Sure. So For sure. I agree. Mine is uh, I'm gonna butcher pronunciation because it's it's Russian. Okay, do it. Peter Marsgetz, goalie for the Hurricanes. Ah, this man. Hurricanes are number one in their in their division right now. Good for them. And he just shit the bed this last week. What did he do? Uh, he has allowed ten goals over the last three games that he's been in uh, in between, including a five goal game where they lost five to zero. That's fantastic against the Predators. That's who all. are the Predators a, are fucking terrible. No, they're in the playoff hunt. They're in the fourth team. They're the fourth team. They are going to make their the last seed for the division playoffs. Because how how the what? NHL how the NHL is doing is you're doing interdivisional playoffs and then it's going to be the normal playoffs, so they're going to make it just because it's COVID times. That's awesome. Good for the Predators. But because of this, they have allowed the Panthers and Lightnings to catch up. It's now that they're all within one or two games in the uh, win column mm-hmm. of each other. He 
he he lost it this last three games. That's He's awesome. allowed three bad losses out of the last four games that they needed to win to reach Kane number one. That's 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 exactly the kind of guy we want for Trash Man of the Week. Congratulations. We will be sending you a week's worth of trash in the mail. Yeah, a lot of McDonald's wrappers. Yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> we're going to move on to Gambling Ring. This week, some gambling ring. We're gonna we're gonna only give you a couple bets because you know we can only do so much. Uh, my two bets of the week are going to be the Grizzlies over the Kings. Uh, I'm gonna take the spread up to plus nine and a half. That's what I'm gonna take. That that'll happen on Friday. I'm also going to take the LA Angels and the Red Sox over up to nine. If it goes to ten, I'll still take it. Really? So I'll probably take it up to ten. Wow. Yeah, I think this team's just going to bomb it. Angels aren't exactly known for their great pitching. Uh, Red Not Sox are smacking out of the park every game. They're they're scoring at least uh, six uh, six points a game, which is a huge average. Uh, Angels also have one of the best uh, hitting averages in the league, too. Mike Trout's a goddamn monster. Can't wait to see it. No, he's the best player in baseball for a reason. Yeah. Uh, for the Grizzlies, so you're taking the Grizzlies at a spread, so you think they'll win up to 9.5? Yes. Okay, so it's a minus, not a plus. Oh, my bad. My no, bad, no, it's bad. Okay. I just minus. noticed that on yeah. the show doc right now. I'm like, sorry, sorry. No, because I'm going to ride with that one, so I just want to okay, double cool. check what you meant. I like that. Uh, for my two are going to be NBA-based. I'm taking the Mavericks over the Raptors up to a minus 4 mm-hmm. for the Mavs here. Raptors are starting to bench people. They're out of the playoff run. This is going to be a game that the Mavericks need to win to remain that, in the that's playoffs. That's why I bet on the Grizzlies. So it's like they need to win it to get exactly. Into the yeah. And I think this is a good matchup where the Raptors have been sitting Lowry a yeah. lot. Like they literally, his last one last weekend was vacation planning. No, for sure. Which was BS. So I think this is a good matchup for the yeah. Mavs here. My other one is the Warriors over the Pelicans. I have the Warriors up to a minus six. The Warriors are in the eighth seed right now. No, they are. And Curry's been playing out of his damn mind trying to kick claw do anything he can to make I think sure his if team Curry gets there. into the playoffs he's MVP to me yes he's been my MVP vote before the season started remember when we made predictions but we're gonna get into that right now and to predict the future we are going to break down all of the NBA's champion did you need have one more team no no I'm okay. good with this let's roll uh, uh we're going to get into all of the NBA uh, cha- uh, awards. It's wrapping up. They usually like to give their awards early uh, before playoffs. Playoffs start next week. I love that because it puts a target yes. on the people's back. And I can't wait. We're going to get we're going to get into our playoff episode next week, guys, so tune in for that next week. But right now, let's go over some awards. We're going to start with Coach of the Year, Don. Okay. Who is your Coach of the Year? I think it. I don't. I don't see an argument outside of Quinn Snyder personally for the Jazz. Oh, I have a great really? argument. I just think you have. Th- they can have three players, like including Quinn Snyder. They could win three awards this year. They can. They have a good argument for all three. Yeah, they can win four. If nah, you, they can win three. Yeah, I, I think they could get three. I think that they've just been dominant, and he's got this team to just excel at a level that no, they're like, great. It just, it just turned it on this season. They also have great players on that team. Uh, they do. They're a really good team. I, I really, really enjoy them. Um, I'm going to go with, for my coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks. Don, when I tell yes. you Knicks are good at basketball, what does that immediately make you think? It confuses me. It's hilarious. It hurts me inside, it's but it's, it's great seeing them. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. Literally is known to grind every ounce of sweat that he can get from his players, and he's doing it. The Knicks are playing really, really good with young players. Uh, they're a great mix. They have a great core, and they're building something really, really fun in New York, and I hope that it attracts some stars to go because that's all they're missing is a couple stars to end up they in just New need, York. Yeah, they need one or two more really good yeah, support guys. It'd be great. Um, Don, team. most improved player of the year. I think we might have the same one. I th- I'm saying Julius Randle. Same. The I have Julius okay, Randle yeah, as well. He has 
blown everyone away. I mean, we're Laker fans, and we can genuinely tell you, like, we didn't see this out of. I mean, I always felt like I, I liked Randall because he was for a little while the only big guy that yeah. was there. I think there was an injury stretch where Kuzma was out, it, Ball was out, it and was like, Ingram. It was like Ingram and and uh, Randall were like our our guys, and then yeah. there was like Jordan Clarkson and like other guys. That but were like Randall team. was like Josh for Hart. for like two or three weeks. I remember like years ago, he dominated. was the only guy on yeah. that team for a little he, while, and he dominated. And I he showed this potential. I always really really liked him, and um, ha- I just didn't think his potential would ever tap in. And I think this is definitely his most improved year. This yeah. is his award, and he's shown that he is a top fifty player in the league. His three point percentage jumped from average of twenty seven last year to forty one percent this That's year. Awesome. Yeah, he's jumped. In. He's literally shooting with the best of them. Yes, he is. It's fantastic. Uh, we're gonna move on to sixth man of the year. I kind of teased it. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's my sixth man yep, of the year. I like him. Um, a lot of people are picking Joe Ingles, both on the same team, right? Yeah, uh, they're both kind of the sixth man yeah, kind of player. It's going to be one of them. They're probably going to – It's they're going to get the awards. I like Jordan Clarkson because he is also kind of like a most improved kind of mm-hmm. guy where it's like no one kind of thought he was going to be this guy. Lakers fans saw him, and they're like, he's a good guy off the bench. But, no, he's like – the guy off the bench. He's turned on with a spark plug. Like he's able to take over a game late he when is. he's thrown in. Uh, he's averaging 17 points off the bench, which is a bonkers. M- yeah, a man- that's starting yeah. numbers on no, any other is. team. It's great. And his free throw shooting is one of the best in the league. I think arguably. Th- I think he has the best free throw percentage in the league right now, he's, if I remember correctly. He's a solid bench piece that everyone wants. Yeah. He's the best. He's bench consistent. Piece. Yeah, and he's, he's a, and he could score at all three levels, yeah. and that's what you need out of a and bench how player. Blake Griffin doesn't win sixth man of the year is hilarious. I also have to say that. Um, <laughs> rookie of the year, we both have this. I had him as my number one prospect on our very first episode. Yes, yes you did. I was wrong on this one. Lamelo Ball is. Oh, I have Anthony Edwards. Oh. Oh. I have LaMelo Ball. No, I threw Anthony Edwards on there. I like Anthony Edwards. I think LaMelo Ball's the best player, not only in this draft, but I can make an argument he's already becoming one of the best point guards in the league. I'm not going to argue that. I have nothing against Ball. I think Ball wins this award up until he got injured. But he's back. He's back now, but I don't know if that time off is going to affect the voting. It was like a month. It was a little bit longer, but was Edwards longer. was consistent throughout the entire season. I don't know. like That's why I think Edwards is going to most do, likely win this award. It's not an award I want him to win. Do you want to make a bet? I'll make a bet with All you right. on this. How about this? Whoever, whoever gets the rookie of the year right has to do the next episode on Helium Voice. <laughs> for at least five minutes of the, uh, I'm down. Yeah, any point helium voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, we'll have like a helium balloons. We'll r- go to Party City up, or something. Yeah, and then I'll say Don helium balloon it, or you'll be like Dio helium balloon it. I like it. I'll compete cool. with Anthony Edwards on this just because he's averaging 18 points a game, solid for a rookie. Um, he's been a top scorer rookie of all season, and I think it's it's a little bit of a toss up. I think that injury is going to knock ball down. It, Possibly can, but I don't think so. I think okay. he's in. I think he's a star. No, um, he is, without a doubt. We're going to go defensive uh, player of the year. I think uh, I nailed this one. Rudy Gobert. I'm not even a huge Rudy Gobert fan, but the I think the best defender in the league is Ben Simmons. I don't love him as a player, but in pure defensive mode, he's the best pure defender in the league. But Rudy Gobert's numbers are there, mm-hmm. and he's already a two-time winner. I don't see where they don't give it to him. 
I I agree with that. I I don't like the fact that Gobert is going to win it because I, I I do like Gobert. He's a solid yeah. player, but I think he will. My argument is I want to. I'm hoping the guy that I, I'm hoping gets it is Bam Abayo. Bam out of I, yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. love if Bam gets it because he's able to cover every single position on the no, court. No, he's really good, and I don't think Simmons or Gobert can do. that. I never saw him being this good. No, but he, he really he's really become a star. No, he more has. than uh, the other guy, uh, the, the the white the white shooting guard that everyone likes so much. Um, I'm gonna let you. Damn, I forgot his name. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for me, it's like he was able to cover Curry. He's covered Booker. He's covered Kyrie. He's covered James. All this season, and has held each of them under twenty-seven yeah. percent shooting on the season. Like when he's covered on them, he he's underrated. I feel for this position, he's only like twenty-three, twenty-four. He's and really he's young, kid, and he's, he's really a good. Beast he's really, really all good. around. Don MVP. Who do you have? I called this back in March. I call this. I have the exact ah, episode March. written down. I called it on episode sixteen. It I called it before March. that too. It was like our March. first opening episode. The Joker gets it. You did not pick Jokic to win MVP in our MVP talk with Zachary Arnold. I have to double check. You if didn't. I, you picked. Uh, you picked Anthony Davis. Did I pick AD? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I said on the sixteen or on episode sixteen that I'm going Jokic. I'm yeah. still sticking with Jokic. I it's hard to make an argument outside of him for a lot of th- reasons in my mind. He's one of the top rebounders. I bet you picked top Kevin scoring. Durant. Oh yeah, I bet. He's yeah. one of the top rebounders, top scoring. Um, He's a big man who could play point guard if he wanted yeah. to. His ball handling has been incredible. He's His fantastic. court vision has been there. I, I wrote I here, it. Jokic wins MVP. But if Steph Curry gets in the playoffs, he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. And I have to ride with him. I did pick this guy when our MVP talk started. I've been riding with it. He He's done things this NBA season and in his career that it's undisputed that he is in a argument where he's a top one or two point guard of all time now. It's him and Magic. That's it. Wow. There and Chris Paul's like right outside. Um, Westbrook maybe in that conversation. We'll see. But look, those two guys are in their own league right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, without a doubt, Curry. Steph is Curry at this point. is is should be MVP again. No, I, it would be great, especially if he's been the only consistent one on that team, only healthy one on that team. Everyone, like, I, it's it's crazy how much he's carrying this team. Um, but I, I, yes, he's not carrying it as much as Jokic, but it's it's a whole it's a whole argument in itself. I I, I do yes. think Jokic is a fantastic player right now, but I think Jokic are, has players around him that could help a lot. We though. are taking for granted what Steph Curry is doing in the NBA right now. Uh, and how much he's inspired and already changed the league. Mm-hmm. He deserves another MVP, and I think this is the year to give it to him. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Superfan Sports. Uh, we had a fantastic time. Please check out our socials. We're going to be posting all kinds of stuff now, uh, a bunch of content. You'll be seeing a couple clips of us doing this right now. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, Donovan, do you have anything for the people? No. Uh, find us on YouTube. Find us um, on Instagram at Superfan Sports. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, you, we've been big on the talk. We've been. Uh, <laughs> we'll also I be putting out that. these new short segments. Donovan has been writing 
writing these really cool scripts where we'll be talking everything about sports, whether it's the importance of what home runs mean to baseball or why the Cleveland Browns don't deserve to be the Cleveland <laughs> Browns. There's a bunch of really crazy, nerdy things. You know how Donovan's brain works yeah, have a that lot of- we can't wait to talk to you guys about. And, uh, you know, we'll get into that next week. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. And, uh, well, we don't have a parlay this week, but... Uh, We'll come up with a new catchphrase. We'll find something new. Bye, guys. Thank you.